Hey everyone, I'm Russ Willett from PipesAndCigars.com and welcome to PNC's Talking Tobacco Live. Um, there's a bunch of things I, I want to go over today and uh, we have, I think it's going to be a fun topic. Um, hi Buck and David, how are you? Um, I, I need to, before I get into anything else, I need to ask a favor uh, of those of you who are watching. Uh, there should be a button now uh, on the page. Uh, no, David, no snow. Um, uh, we got flakes here and there, uh, but the roads were completely dry. There's, you know, a dusting on the grass and it was gone in a couple of hours so now we avoided uh we avoided the big hit and uh, my kids up in albany were supposed to get belted and they got very little too so uh we dodged a bullet but um anyway i need to ask a favor of you folks if uh, as you're looking at your screen do you see a um, a new button on the page? Uh, because uh, we're uh, adding a new feature, and that is a uh, a way for you to be able to share this. There's no button. Let me check my settings here. I want to make sure it's enabled. I'll have to find out. Oh, a blue arrow? Okay. As long as you can see it. Um, if you want to share this uh, with people, you can uh, log into that. And, um, and you can share this with other people. Um, maybe people who... Uh, for one reason or another, don't have easy access. Uh, so you you can do that. It's it's a new feature, and uh, if uh, if anybody can give it a try at at some time, um, give it a shot and and see what happens. If you have uh, some people you can share it with, anyway. Uh, whole lot of um, next to the comment strip. Okay. Unfortunately, I can't see what you see. Um, I have a totally different screen, which of course makes sense, but um, but I can't I can't see uh, what you're seeing. So I'm I'm relying on you folks to be able to uh, to let me know. Uh, what you do see. Anyway, uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, things going on. Uh, I just sat down and looked at all the projects we're working on right now. And I got to tell you, I am, um, I'm absolutely stunned. Sorry, I'm, I'm missing a light here. And Okay, David says uh, that he can see it now. Buck sees it. Good. All right, great. Um, 
Cedric says that his Newfoundland uh, took his taste of temptation tin outside, dumped it all over the dog yard, and brought the empty tin back inside. I don't know what that says about your dog, but that that's not a dog that you really uh, want to try to wrestle with. Uh, they're, they're a pretty sturdy breed. Uh, I, I, I love them. Uh, my father had a clumber spaniel, uh, and it sort of, uh, looks like a Newfoundland, but the coloration's different, but, you know, hefty, burly dogs. Um, but, uh, his, his clumber was just the sweetest, most. Uh, laid-back dog you'd ever want to uh, you'd ever want to see. When my uh, oldest was still uh, a, a baby, uh, we went over to his house, and my mother put a uh, blanket on the floor of the den to let her crawl around on, and um, we. We kidded, uh, you know, she's on there, and we we uh, let her, she was just getting to the point where she was crawling, and she started crawling around, and I, I went, don't get off that blanket. And so, you know, we're sitting and talking, and she's crawling around, and she gets over near the edge of the blanket. And this dog was so smart. He knew we didn't want her going off the blanket. And she would walk, he would walk around the edge of the blanket and get over to where she was getting ready to crawl onto the floor. And he would sit down in front of the blanket so she couldn't get off. I mean, just that that blew me away um so yeah they're they're uh, they're beautiful dogs the newfoundlands are beautiful um is there any tobacco that's toxic for dogs if they ingest any i mean the, the primary consideration there is the nicotine um I don't, I don't know how dog's digestion works uh, as much as a human. Human, it'll make you sick. It, it will make you nauseous. And, um, and you may very well vomit. I, I can speak to that because uh, when I was playing baseball, uh, one time I... Uh, was pitching and I was chewing and um, my foot got stuck as I was pushing off the rubber and I stumbled and when I did I swallowed my chew and I can tell you uh, it, it made me uh, it made me pretty sick I, I went behind the dug dugout and uh, lost my cookies 
Um, so that's probably the worst of it, depending on how much the dog eats. I mean, you know, try to get up as much as you possibly can. And, and who knows, the dog may sense um, enough to, to avoid it. And, you know, animals have a wonderful sense of when things uh, are, are not good for them in some ways. I mean, spoiled food, they'll eat. You know, they, they'll, they'll eat. They don't care if it's got mold on it or whatever. If it's food or food-like, uh, they are definitely going to chow down. Um, but... You know, being a member of the nightshade family, I think the dog might have you know, a sense that it's not uh, meant to be eaten. Um, uh, Donald says uh, that he's gotten hooked on Voodoo Queen. Have I tried it? Yes, I have. It, it's different. It, it's um, an unusual blend, uh, but very enjoyable and definitely an all-day type of smoke. Uh, I think it's quite nice. David looked it up and said the toxic dose of nicotine for pets is 0.5 to 1 milligram per pound of pet body weight, while the lethal dose is 4 milligrams per pound of pet body weight. And when you consider, you know, what a, what a newfie will typically weigh, um, that would have to be, you'd have to get a significant amount of uh, tobacco in them. Um, yeah, David says one of the worst things is if they eat uh, cigarette butts because you've got nicotine built up in the filter. Yeah, I, I definitely can see that. Uh, but I would I would try to get up as much of it as possible. Um, oh, oh, he's a small one. He's only 105 pounds. Yeah, um, I I think you're probably okay. But uh, you know, like I said, get up as much as you possibly can. Um, I, I'm working on pipe projects, and I thought we had a handle on most of the projects through 2024. So, of course, we added a couple more this week. Uh, gee, sorry about that. Uh, so, um, we've, we've added even more. Um, and next year is uh, oh 105 pounds a year old that that's pretty good big dog uh yeah but they're sweet too they're a anyway um next year will mark 25 years for pnc um we started in 1999 in Albany, New York. I didn't come on board until 2004. Um, so it had been in operation for five years at the time that, uh, that I uh, joined the team. 
And um, so that also means next year will uh, will mark 20 years uh, with PNC for me. And uh, so we wanted to do something special for um, for our 25th anniversary. And so we got together um, with the folks at, or at uh, Stanwell. Uh, and they will be producing a 25th anniversary pipe for PNC. Um, so that's, that's another project that I'll be involved in. Um, and, uh, I, so we, we don't have all the details yet, but, uh, I, uh, I do believe that, uh, because it's the 25th anniversary, uh, the pipe's going to have a silver band. So I think that's, uh, that's pretty neat. So, um, you know, we have a bunch of tobacco projects going on. We have pipe furniture coming. We have more leather goods coming. Um, it, it's, it's just really quite insane, um, all the, that's going on. And uh, we're trying to do more uh, with social media. So we, we've got we've got a lot going on and I'll keep you updated as we go along here. Um, Donald, sorry that you can't stick around. Um, and uh, you have a great day as well. Okay, so let's take a look at uh, what's happening on PNC. And um, here we go. So, uh, this is something I've been waiting on for a while. Um, it got delayed for a couple of reasons. Um, but last year, um, Bengal Slices submitted a, um, an idea uh, to do a, another barrel aged. Uh, this one is even more unique um, than the previous single barrel, and um, and it's it, it, I've, I'm really impressed with it, uh, quite frankly. Um, the the Bengal slices barrel age 2022 is a Scottish blend. And what I mean by Scottish blend is an English blend that also includes uh, a bit of what the Brits call Brown Cavendish, which is basically a, um, a toasted burley uh, that is added to the blend. Um, it's there uh, to add some body uh, and also a little hint of um, brown sugar sweetness to the blend. And then they took the tobacco and they 
aged it in a barrel. And this barrel is even more unique. There's an American distiller that makes their take on Scotch whiskey. Um, and like uh, Scottish Scotch, um, they use spent bourbon barrels um, for aging their liquor. So we found out that we were able to get our hands on one of those emptied barrels. And that's really neat in a number of different ways. Um, the the uh, scotch aspect of it adds a bit of smokiness to a blend that already has smokiness from the Latakia. So it brings a unique kind of smoky depth to the blend. But also, because it was previously a bourbon barrel, there's a bit of a ghost of that sweet, caramely um, uh, bourbon from that same barrel. Uh, because this distiller doesn't crank out huge quantities of uh, their whiskey, um, the barrels were uh, a bit more expensive, but we got our hands on one. And so the tobacco ages in that barrel for 30 days, and then the tobacco is transferred to the press and it's produced as a crumble cake. Um, it's 1899 limited edition. The quantities are very limited. Uh, and this, if you're a, a fan of Bengal slices, if you're a fan of English blends at all, uh, if you like slightly boozy blends, um, this is something that you're really going to want to uh, to get your hands on and I expect they're going to go pretty fast based on the popularity of Bengal slices but says he's warming up his credit card okay so take advantage of um, this really unique tobacco uh, while you can um, I, I know I I'm really pleased with how it turned out so um, that's available now. And then we have bulky savings on Lane Limited. Uh, see, see what we did there? Um, this is on Lane Limited bulk, and you can get 16-ounce bags for only $32.49. That's a, a really great deal. And, of course, Lane Limited is our most popular brand of bulk tobaccos. But we're going to make it even nicer. You see that Lane Limited ceramic jar there. Um, you can get one of those. It's a $50 value for only 10 bucks, And they really do a great job of keeping the tobacco in good condition. Um, I would consider those jars a medium um, aging uh, 
vessel. You know, you're, you have pouches and Ziplocs and all, they're, they're short term. If you're not going to smoke the stuff pretty fast, you're going to, uh, you're going to wind up with a drying out. And then you have uh, tins uh, with a screw lid. Those will be more of a medium range aging as it, uh, are these uh, jars. They have a silicone gasket and you can barely see it uh, under the top of the lid, but it's a pretty hefty gasket. And then there's the band that holds the bale closure and so you just close the lid down, you hook the loop from the bottom part over the loop on the, the lid, and then just pull the lever down, and it puts a good amount of pressure on there, and it will uh, seal up without much air movement, and ceramic is neutral, so it won't affect the flavor of your tobaccos. Uh, these jars are great, and um, you can probably get the idea from looking at it, but that is uh, basically a liquid gold uh, uh, stain or glaze uh, that makes up part of the logo. It is a real shiny gold, uh, very attractive jar, and so you can pick up... Um, a pound of Lane Limited Bulks for only $32.49 and then add yourself a jar for only $10. Um, this is a, a fun week for me because my, uh, my babies are on sale this week. Hearth and Home Marquee Tobaccos are all 20% off. Um, that, those are uh, some pretty great savings there. Uh, so if you're a fan of any of our popular uh, marquee blends like the ones you see there and also the Prati and El Nino, uh, they're all 20% off. So stock up today um, and get yourself ready for uh, the weather warming up. Uh, today here is going to get up into the mid-50s and with the exception of Sunday, which will be in the 40s, it's going to be 50s for the next couple of weeks. So I'm starting to enjoy that uh, concept. Uh, I can uh, load up a pipe and take Spike for a nice walk, and I'm not freezing my butt off. So um, Marquee, 20% off. Stock up now. And if you're not a fan of um, the types of blends from Marquis, which are English Balkan, uh, Virginia Perique, um, and you lean more toward aromatics, well, you're in luck here too. Not only do we have the Lane Limited bulk deal, but we have Captain Black cans and pouches at 15% off as part of our catalog promotion. So you're going to want to take advantage of that if you're a Captain Black fan and there's plenty of you out there. And then back in stock, we have Carter Hall and Prince Albert 14-ounce cans. 
available to you for sale now. Um, they've been out of stock here and there over the past few years. Uh, we do have it. So if you're, if you like those blends, here's the time to get some. Um, but says, uh, low twenties for week forecast there, single digits at night. Oh man. I don't want to be where you are. Uh, Cedric wants to know if grapes coming out again. No. Um, no, the, the problem is, um, uh, that they, uh, they ran out of, um, they ran out of uh, grape lollipops to make it with. Can uh, I get uh, Captain Black watermelon? Um, well, if I ever see it, uh, we'll, we'll make sure you can get it too. But there is a new uh, Captain Black in the offing, but I can't say any more at this point. Um and then this week's tobacco of the week is John Cotton's Double Pressed Virginia. Um, it came out in 2019, and we rolled it out at the Chicago Pipe Show uh, because they had a, um, oh, uh, Cedric says it's in the Middle East. Well, yeah. Um, I, I have no idea what, what goes on, uh, outside the U S for Lane. Uh, I didn't know it existed, but, uh, you know, if they, if they want to make it available to us, we'll give it a try. They maybe didn't introduce it into the U S because of the FDA regulations. Um, anyway, uh, the John Cotton's Double Press Virginia came out in 2019 at the Chicago show because they had their Chicago Bowl, um, which is a competition where um, people get a chance to try different blends in a category and then they vote for their favorite. And um, 2019, the Chicago Bowl happened to be Virginia Flakes. Well, they really didn't mean just Flakes. I meant any pressed Virginia. So this was an ideal uh, time to introduce the blend. We rolled it out and the folks voted and selected John Cotton's Double Pressed Virginia as um, the winner of the Chicago Bowl. And we commonly refer to this uh, as the Virginia for people who don't like Virginias. And the main reason is because that second pressing takes some of the sharpness away and adds a little bit more depth of flavor. Uh, so people who normally don't like Virginias because they tend to smoke a little hot uh, if you don't pay attention and um, because they they tend to have a bit of a of an acidic sting to them um, they uh, 
they tried the Virginias, this Virginia, and were pleasantly surprised that it didn't have that edge. Uh, so if you're looking for a smooth, mellow, sweet smoke um, without a lot of added flavoring or anything along that line, uh, try John Cotton's Double Press Virginia, especially this week while it's on sale. And then our monthly deal is on Borkum Riff. It's a buy more, save more. So depending on how many you buy, you can get cans as low as $27.99 pouches as low as $5.99, and uh, that's a heck of a deal, especially considering how popular Borkum Riff is. Uh, but that's only for the month of March, and we're already more than halfway through the month, with St. Patty's Day being tomorrow. So, um, Borkum Riff fans, stock up. And uh, my cigar clippings for this week. Uh, there are lots of ways to cut your stogie. Um, obviously, the most common uh, method is to use a guillotine cutter. There are single guillotines and double guillotines. Single guillotines uh, just have an opening. You put the cigar in, it has a single blade that comes across and cuts it. They do an okay job, but they have a tendency to pinch the, uh, the cap um, after you make most of the cut. So a lot of times you get a little flap left. Uh, I always prefer a double guillotine uh, cutter uh, as opposed to a single. Um, two blades coming together that are curved uh, and they, they do a nice job of cutting cleanly. Um, and if you're new to cigars, uh, there's a tendency to cut too much of the cap off. You only want to shave about the top third of the cap off. And there's an easy way to do that with a, uh, a guillotine cutter. And that is to open the cutter and lay it flat on a surface and then take the head of the cigar and put it down in the, the opening and with light pressure on the cigar, then you just snap the cutter closed. And that should create just enough space so that you shave the cap instead of taking most of it off. <clears throat> and then there are V cutters or cat's eye cutters. Uh, they cut a V shaped notch into the head of the cigar. And, um, and then you also have punches that uh, will cut a round hole in the cap. Um, they don't work well for figurados, meaning torpedoes, um, perfectos, uh, pyramids, uh, mainly because it's hard to get the point. Uh, up far enough into the, the cutter to take a, a piece out. Um, and then you have piercers, uh, and that those I don't like at all. Um, basically, it's the same idea as using a golf tee to poke a hole in the head of the cigar. The hole's too small. Tars will build up around that, that hole. When your tongue touches it, you're getting 
that that tarry goop on your tongue. I, I don't like using a piercer uh, of any sort. Um, the the thing about um, using a, a punch is you got to have the right size punch for the right size cigar. They start at about seven millimeters. They go up to about eleven millimeters. Um, if you're smoking a smaller ring gauge uh, cigar like a Corona, uh, you want to use a seven millimeter. If you use much larger than that, you'll destroy the cap. Um, on sixty ring gauge cigars, you're going to want to use an eleven uh, millimeter. Uh, or at least the biggest one you can. And the main reason is if the hole is too small, the cigar will smoke hot. So make sure you, if you're going to use a punch, use the right size punch cutter. Um, I know there are a lot of people who are fans of uh, V cutters. I'm not. Um, and the reason is because depending on how you orient the cigar in your mouth, you can either close the head up or you can split it. Um, Cedric says he uses a V cutter to make a cross. That that's that's okay, but you're taking a lot of the cap off that way. I, I don't like V cutters because if you put the cut horizontally in your mouth uh, and you put pressure on it at all with your teeth, uh, you can close that opening up. Uh, if you turn it vertically. Uh, if you clamp down on the cigar, it can split. So I'm not a fan. I, I prefer to go with the guillotine cutter, and that's typically what I carry on me on a, on a daily basis. And that's what I have uh, for what's happening on PNC this week. So now we can uh, move on to our subject for today. And, um, you know, we, we uh, tend to be um, pretty, yeah, pretty innovative if we need to be as pipe smokers. Um, we have uh, our accessories, uh, but sometimes they're not within reach, and so you have to make do. And so I've got some here, and I'm also going to ask you to um, give me some examples uh, of what I'm talking about here. Um, I'm sure you'll get the idea as I start to go through it. Um, and that is, for example, tampers. You can use a lot of things as a tamper. Uh, you can use a golf tee. You can use a nail. You can use a screw. Uh, I know uh, someone who always carried a metal thimble. Um, and, and that's what he used for a tamper. Um, for some reason, he probably didn't carry a lot of stuff in his pocket, but he would just reach his hand into his pocket, and when he pulled his hand back out, he had a thimble on his index finger, metal, and he would just use that to tamp, and then he would put the thimble back in his pocket. Um, and and certainly, uh, that, that'll work. 
Um, and then, of course, fingers. And that was my father's um, method when he didn't have a pipe nail or a check tool close at hand. Um, I've done it. Um, I don't find it very comfortable. Um, and uh, give you a little tip, uh, if you find yourself uh, needing to use your finger as a tamper, make sure your finger's dry uh, for two reasons. Um, first off, if uh, your finger is uh, wet at all, uh, it can pick up some of the uh, ash and embers and uh, it'll stick to your finger. Uh, that's not pleasant. Plus, if you have moisture on your finger, it'll transmit heat uh, a lot quicker. Um, your skin is a bit of an insulator. Not a great one, but, but it is an insulator. Uh, but if your finger is wet, uh, th that goes out the window. The, the water will transmit heat pretty well. Uh, David says he's used a pen or a pencil, absolutely. An empty rifle brass case will certainly work. In fact, I know somebody who, um, I have one uh, that he, he sent me. Um, he took a shell casing and, uh, and then he um, turned a, uh, a bullet, basically, out of wood. <clears throat> And, um, and and painted it with a brass paint and set it into uh, the the casing, so it looks like a bullet. Um, you use the the primer end as a tamper, and then that bullet uh, came to enough of a point that you can use it for a bit of a pick if you want to. Um, uh, Dave, uh, Cedric says he's using a Rockwell tamper. The screws loosen up a lot. Um, let me, let me, uh, check into that because I haven't had that issue, but, um, uh, maybe we need to get you a replacement for that, uh, for that tamper. Um, but you can, you definitely can use a tamper, uh, pretty much anything for a tamper. Um, and I, I was expecting more oddball replies, but, uh, uh, that's okay. Uh, if you, if you haven't used anything too extreme, uh, I, I certainly get it. Um, I, I carry, um, a, uh, a cigar smoker's, uh, Swiss army knife on me. Uh, believe it or not, uh, the two companies that um, that make Swiss Army knives, uh, Victorinox and uh, Wenger, uh, they both uh, they both make uh, some pretty interesting knives. And um, one of them uh, has a cigar scissors. Uh, built in. So you open it up and it has a spring and it pops open. It's got a curved blade and then you can use that to snip your cigar and it folds right up. 
Well, it also has a nail file on it, and uh, I've jabbed at the tobacco using the nail file at times. Uh, I've even used the corkscrew uh, on that knife uh, as a tamper uh, from time to time. Um, but says uh, he, he once bought a check tool and never looked back. Yeah, and if, if that's what you like and you're comfortable with it and it's convenient for you, by all means, a check tool is a, a great tool. Um, Cedric says he has several, some loose and some not. He put Loctite on it. There's your answer. Uh, Loctite, uh, duct tape, uh, you know, these are all the tools that we need at home. Uh, to keep everything running. Uh, I, I've certainly found plenty of uses over the years for Loctite uh, and also for WD-40. Um, I, 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 I couldn't believe one time we had a display and uh, it was clear acrylic and it had a sticker on it and unlike uh, a lot of the things that that are made of acrylic with a sticker on them, this wasn't that static cling type sticker. It was a regular adhesive sticker. And so I peeled the sticker off and, of course, crap stuck to the acrylic. And the only thing um, that I had nearby that I thought even remotely might might take care of it is WD-40. So I sprayed some WD-40 on a paper towel and uh, the, the adhesive came right off. Uh, I, I love multitasking uh, tools and, and things of that sort. Um, David says he used to hand load a lot and made up dummy rounds with no or spent primers and seeded a, uh, and a seeded bullet that would work great as tampers. Never use a live round. I, I definitely concur with that, uh, David. Um, that would be a, a, a great way to uh, damage your birth year Dunhill. Um, Cedric says he has a doll shaped like a cigar with cigar bands on them. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, you know, a piece of doll will certainly do the job just fine. If you go to a slow smoke competition, that's what you're given. That's the only thing you can use to tamper your tobacco is that wooden doll. Um, so uh, let's move on to picks. Um, again, golf tees uh, work fine. I, I really, for this reason, believe it or not, I, the, the tees come in a variety of lengths. Um, the typical tee, I believe, is one and seven eighths inches. Um, and then you have uh, slightly longer ones that are about two and an eighth. Um, and one time I came across a packet of uh, golf tees that were two and three quarter inches long. They make great makeshift pipe tools. 
Um, they're long enough to get down into any bowl, uh, and um, they're thin enough that you can use them as a pick. Uh, so those are what I keep in my golf bag. So I don't even need to keep a pipe tool with me. Um, and so I, I use those over length uh, tees. Uh, you can use uh, a piece of a, a coat hanger uh, as a pick. You can use uh, the little files, uh, the jeweler's files. Uh, you can use a screwdriver if you need to. Uh, you know, I mean, there are so many options, but um, I've probably used all of those items at one time or another as a pick because no matter how many check tools or pipe nails we buy, uh, we will always lose one more than we purchase. So uh, it's always a, always a good idea to have a, a backup plan. Uh, let's see. David says toothpick. Yeah, toothpick, matchstick. Yep, those things work great too. Um, so you, you've got a, an awful lot of options. Um, and so, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Cedric says the Rockwell uh, tamper pick is too short. I, I, I do agree with you, it is. Um, they tr we wanted to, to keep the tool short, and that meant keeping the pick short. Um, but it has nice heft for a small tamper. And uh, so I, I, I like them. I, David said a drill bit, sure. Sure, uh, a small drill bit as a pick would work just fine. So um, let's move on to scrapers. Now you can use a knife. Um, if you're going to use a knife, use a dull one. Uh, you know, something that's been used a lot and it's not very sharp because you don't want to, to cut into the wood. Um, but a, a dull knife uh, will work. Um, a cheese knife uh, will work because most cheese knives are not particularly sharp. They're meant for spreading uh, as well as cutting. So um, I, I certainly uh, wouldn't have an issue with that. I mean, a lot of the, um, the really good pipe tools have a knife blade for a scraper. I have a Rogers uh, knife that I've been carrying for 40 years um, and it has a uh, it has a knife blade that's not super sharp and it has a rounded tip and so you can certainly use that as a scraper um, you know if you've got just emptied a bowl and you have little pieces of tobacco uh, stuck in the cake that's there and you want to remove that, you can use some sandpaper on a dowel and just lightly take it out. Sanding drums, if they're small, um, will work. And uh, you can 
you can use um, just a paper towel to wipe out the bowl uh, if, if you can hold off until a later time uh, to, to take a regular pipe tool to it. Uh, David says his favorite for uh, lighter scraping is his bamboo tamper as it's tough enough to tend the cake, but not enough to damage the bowl. That certainly will work. Uh, but says he never sharpens the pen knife blade on his pocket knife, so it won't gouge the bowl. Yeah, that'll certainly uh, do it. And, you know, if you have a, a knife with a slim blade on it, and you want to kind of dedicate it um, to use on your pipes, you know, just take uh, the uh, take the blade and, and dull it down on the wet snow, and, and then take the tip to a bench grinder and uh, just round the tip off. And uh, and yeah, I mean, we can be creative about this stuff. Um, David says a sharpie and sandpaper just twisted up lot of paper towel. Yeah, Sharpie with a lot of people may not um, get the idea, but uh, if you have a, a Sharpie with the cap that has the, the pocket clip on it, you can take the sandpaper and you can run it under the pocket clip and cut the piece off and that'll hold the sandpaper in place a bit while you're working. Um, so uh, those are things you can use uh, for scraping your bowl. Uh, this is the uh, the one that that's kind of interesting, and that's for lighting your pipe. Um, and you know, typically we we carry our pipe lighters. We have butane pipe lighters. We have Zippo pipe lighters. Um, we have wooden matches. We have um, strips of cedar that we can use. Uh, there's all kinds of things, uh, you know, for for lighting a pipe. Um, one one thing that I know in a pinch some people have done, and I really don't like it. Uh, well, yeah, Cedric said Bix, of course, Bix and the Jeeps and whatever. Um, but one thing I don't like to use is a candle. <laughs> Um, not only because if you tip the candle over to use it to light your pipe, uh, you're going to drip wax, but also there's an odor from the, the wax, whether it's paraffin or soy or beeswax. Beeswax is the worst, by the way. Um, they, they add uh, something to the flavor of the tobacco for the first few puffs. Um, I would rather deal with a puff or two of Zippo fluid flavor than I would wax. Um, but plasma lighters, uh, these are something relatively recent. Um, plasma lighters work um, like a Tesla coil. 
and and they they create a, a tremendous amount of heat in um, dual arcs normally. And um, if you get one, you have to get the kind that um, that are meant for lighting candles or lighting uh, a barbecue because the pocket versions of the plasma lighters don't work well. You can't get the head of the lighter down into the bowl enough. Uh, you could when you're initially lighting the pipe. But if you need to relight, it wouldn't get down in there far enough. But they make plasma lighters that are meant for lighting candles and barbecues. And so you can get the head down in there, and it will do a pretty decent job. Um, and it's windproof because it's electric. Uh, so uh, and that, that's a, a definite uh, possibility. Um, uh, Cedric said magnifying glass in the sun. I hadn't even thought about that, but of course, of course that'll work. Um, uh, and then embers, and this goes back to, uh, oh, Justin says a hemp wick. Yeah, yeah, that would certainly work. Um, this goes, the embers idea, though, goes back to, uh, as a kid, reading Sherlock Holmes stories. And uh, in more than one occasion, and during that time, uh, someone would um, take uh, tongs and pick up an ember from the fireplace uh, to use to light their pipe. And um, I had really kind of pushed that into the back of my mind uh, for many years, uh, even after I started smoking a pipe. And we were at a campground uh, and uh, visiting for the day. And uh, we had a campfire going and I wanted to light my pipe. And, and I thought, you know what? This is a great chance um, to, to light uh, my pipe using an ember. And so uh, I, there were tongs that we use for the barbecue, and I I picked up um, I picked up an ember with the tongs and held it down onto the pipe, and it did a fine job. And uh, David said uh, he's seen it done with just a stick from a campfire. Of course, you can do that. Um, or you can put an iron pike in there and heat it until it's red. That'll work. Um, so there are plenty of ways to, uh, to, to light a, uh, a pipe. I have one of those plasma lighters on order, uh, and I'm going to give it a try, and, uh, and I'll let you know. And if it works well, I'm going to lobby our folks uh, to uh, make them available for sale on the website because I, I think uh, it's a great alternative uh, if you're looking for a windproof lighter. 
of course, that only uh, mean that only does it if the idea really works. So let me be the guinea pig, and I'll I'll let you know uh, how that all turns out. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty much it uh, for. Uh, our discussion on uh, oddball uh, items you can use as pipe accessories. Um, let me see here. Um, David says his uncle used the pop-out cigarette lighter in his old for his big car pipe. Yeah, it would have to be. Um, it would have to be fairly big, David, because uh, those. Those lighters were um, were rather large uh, for for pipes, so yeah, it'd have to be like a seven eighths. Um, I uh, typically, yeah, it, yeah, I'm sure it was huge. Um, you know, I, I I don't know about you folks, but my car pipes. My car pipes are, um, oh, Cedric says you can use um, a folded up pipe cleaner as a filter. Yeah, you, you certainly can. Um, you also can take um, a, a piece of tissue and uh, roll it up. Uh, not, don't roll it up super tight but you can roll it up um, and make sure that, you know, if you look at the end of it, you can see down into that piece of paper and you can put that in the place of the filter as well. Um, David says as soon as he finishes his lightsaber, it should work. Um, yeah, but you, you've got to really be, uh, be good uh, at using a light, lightsaber to, uh, to light your pipe. Uh, I think you really have to be a Jedi to, uh, get away with that. Uh, it takes skill. Uh, so, um, that, that's, that was a fun discussion. I, I, I liked, uh, talking about that stuff. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep you, obviously, up to date as we go along on all the new projects, all the new items that are coming. Um, and uh, I, I was sent an email this week, and I will, um, and I will address what the person brought up in the email. And uh, they asked um, if there are things about the products that we sell that upset me or make me angry. And, and yeah, um, there are. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. And there's a reason for that. You know, we often say, smoke what you like, like what you smoke. 
Um, and that's my impetus behind not saying anything about it. Um, because just because there's something about it, about it that I don't like uh, doesn't mean that our customers don't. Uh, maybe there's something about it. Maybe I don't like the way that the company does business. Uh, maybe I don't like how long it takes for them to ship their product or whatever. But that's not something you need to be concerned about unless they delay their shipments so much that we run out of the product. Other than that, no. And for the most part, the relationships I have with our vendors is great. You know, we, we go to things and, and people think that we're competitors and we hate each other. And that's far from the truth. Um, some of my closest friends uh, are people who work for competitors and for suppliers. Um, I've gotten to know them over the years. We've become friends uh, and uh, I, I enjoy going to shows because I get to spend time with these folks. Um, so to answer that question, are there things that some of our suppliers do that I don't like? Yes. Um, and I do what I can to work with those vendors uh, to iron those problems out. Um, but we're certainly not going to let issues that we have uh, with a vendor get in the way of providing you with the products that you want and at a price that you can deal with. Um, do we get germane blends, rich, dark flake in particular? We get one or maybe two shipments of germane blends in a, and a year. And it's probably been a couple of years since rich, dark flake was available in, in those orders. So um, not as much as I'd like, of course. You know, they make the new Balkan Sobrani. They make Esoterica. And you know the trouble you have getting Esoterica. Well, it's the same thing for Germain. Apparently, they just don't have the capacity to do greater volume. Or maybe they're, they're just happy doing what they're doing, uh, whatever their reason is. Uh, we we can never get enough uh, germane tobaccos. Uh, so um, that's that's it for this week, uh, and uh, we've got a lot more uh, going on that I'll keep you apprised of. Um, and so uh, now I will remind you that now you can listen uh, to our Facebook Live as a podcast. Uh, we've taken the audio section and we upload it um, initially to Spotify, 
uh, and then to Apple Music, and now uh, a number of companies um, have um, linked to Apple Music to get our podcast. So you uh, you can go to pretty much any place now that you get podcasts from, and you can listen to PNC's Talking Tobacco. And that's what you need to search if you want to find it. So you can listen on your phone. You can listen on your car radio if you have the capability. Um, smart speakers, you can, you can listen in all these devices, especially good when... Uh, you know, the, the picture uh, aspect of it doesn't really mean much uh, to you. You can, you can just listen to the podcast. Uh, so available pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. And now, because of that new button, you can share this live screen, uh, stream with other people by clicking on the button and following uh, the directions. So we're doing what we can to give you more opportunities uh, to uh, listen to us and, uh, and see what we have to offer. Um, uh, Cedric wants to know if we can get Clan or Condor. Uh, no, no, there's no US distributor for either one. And frankly, I've tried the, the most recent iteration of Condor, and it is definitely not Condor. Um, previously made in Ireland, and then uh, a couple of years ago or so, maybe more, they moved manufacturing to Poland. And uh, the tobacco definitely does not taste the same. Uh, but there are no U.S. distributors uh, for Clan or Condor. Um, and that's kind of uh, where the flavoring, uh, for the idea behind uh, Warhorse Green came from, is we were trying to come up with something uh, as a... Um, not real close offshoot of uh, of Condor. Uh, it's stronger than Condor, um, uh, and the flavor's more assertive. But it's of the same uh, mindset. So anyway, um, and David, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it, uh, and uh, he and I. Uh, wish uh, everyone a safe and healthy uh, week. And uh, of course, if you're watching this on delay, which is the vast majority of you, you can leave comments um, just as you would if you were watching this live. So please, during the week, feel free. Uh, drop questions or comments into the comment section and I'll get notified and I will look and if you need a reply, I will reply. Um, Buck, thank you for that comment. He says it's always the shortest hour of the week. I'm, I'm really glad you feel that way. Um, so, oh, uh, St. Bruno? Yeah, St. Bruno, if, if you're a Condor fan, 
uh, St. Bruno will certainly be closer than pretty much anything else that's out there. Um, so yes, that, that is a good uh, alternative for Condor fans. Um, and as far as clan goes, I personally um, don't have an issue with clan. Uh, but it is one of the most polarizing pipe tobaccos out there. Uh, you're either going to enjoy it or you're going to hate it. Uh, but there's really very little middle ground when it comes to clan. Um, and and I, I know one person who tried it not understanding the cut and they didn't pack their pipe tight enough and they scorched the heck out of their tongue. Uh, anyway, so uh, please leave your comments and, and I will get back to you if you need a reply. Um, and uh, we've got more on the plate for next week. So I'm Russ Willett from PipesAndCigars.com. Thanks for watching.